Notice the word ذُرِّيَّةَ It has a fatha on it. You know why it has a fatha? Because what is meant is يَا ذُرِّيَّةَ Oh children. But the ya is not mentioned. Okay? So ذُرِّيَّةَ Oh children. Meaning the Bani Israel. Who are you? You are children. Children of who? مَنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَ Of those whom we carried with Nuh. Alayhi salam. Nuh alayhi salam, he is also known as Al-Adam Thani, the second Adam, the second father of humanity. Why? Because when his people rejected him, he did da'wah to them for so long, what happened? The entire nation was destroyed. And the only survivors were who? Those upon the ship. Nuh alayhi salam and those people who believed in him. And we learned that very few people had believed in him. It is said approximately maybe 80 people in total, men and women, children included, believed in him. So these were the survivors of the great flood. Now what happened? The children who came from Nuh alayhi salam and the people who were with him, later on eventually Ibrahim alayhi salam came from among them. And then from them, who came? The Bani Israel. So Bani Israel are basically reminded of their past. Look at you, who are you? You are children of survivors. You are children of survivors. مَنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَ And who was Nuh a.s.? إِنَّهُ كَانَ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Indeed, he was a servant who was shakur. Who is shakur? كَثِيرُ الشُكْرُ The one who does a lot of shukr. Very, very grateful. Your father was very grateful. So in other words, the Bani Israel are being encouraged over here to do what? To do shukr, to be grateful. Earlier we learned tawakkul. Tawakkul is a very, very important characteristic that a believer must possess. Tawakkul ala Allah. And with tawakkul ala Allah, what else? Shukr also. Gratitude. So when there is difficulty, tawakkul. Rely upon Allah. And when that difficulty goes away, then what? Shukr. Be grateful to Allah. إِنَّهُ كَانَ عَبْدًا shakura. And the Bani Israel, were they given many blessings? Of course. In the first Surah Al-Baqarah, we have learned over and over again, يَا Bani Israel, أُذْكُرُ نِعْمَتِي أُذْكُرُ نِعْمَتِي Remember my blessing, remember my blessing. وَإِذْ 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 Recall that blessing. So, so many blessings they were given. What are they being told over here? Be grateful like your father Nuh He was also very grateful. Because the one who is grateful, then what happens? His blessings remain with him. Isn't it? لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ And when a person is ungrateful, then what happens? Blessings are taken away from him. So these two qualities are very, very important. In this Surah Al-Mustaqeem, many difficulties will come. You need to rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this surat al-mustaqeem, being on it itself is a blessing. So be grateful to Allah. The more grateful you are, the more you will increase in your guidance. وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ And we conveyed to Bani Israel. قَضَيْنَا إِلَى قَضَى إِلَى What does قَضَى literally mean? To judge. Decree. But remember that when the word قَضَى is followed by إِلَى, it means to inform in detail. To inform, to give a message, but how? In detail. So, وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَى بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ We conveyed, we informed the Bani Israel. In detail. 
Where? Fil kitabi in the book. Which book? The Torah. So in the Torah, they were given the message of rely only on Allah. And they were also told, be prepared for trials, for tests. وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَىٰ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ فِي الْكِتَابِ What were they told? What were they informed of? That لَتُفْسِدُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَّتَيْنِ That surely you will definitely cause corruption in the earth. How many times? مَرَّتَيْنِ Two times. مَرَّة is singular form. That two times, you, O Bani Israel, are going to reach the height of corruption. There are going to be two Peak periods of your corruption. Fasad لَتُفْسِدُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَّتَيْنِ And along with that, وَلَتَعْلُنَّ And surely you will reach, you will exalt. لَتَعْلُنَّ is from ulu, to be high. So, وَلَتَعْلُنَّ Definitely, surely you're going to reach ulu. You're going to rise to power. You're going to be high above the rest of the people. Ulu one height, exaltedness, that is kabira, great. Meaning, you're going to have a lot of power. You're going to rise to power. And this word ulu is not just used for height as in power, being high as in being powerful, but also being high as in being arrogant. So you're going to rise to power, and you're also going to become extremely arrogant. Now this forewarning was given to the Bani Israel where? In the book. That this is something that is going to happen. This is something that you're going to do. Are we given forewarnings in the Qur'an, in the Sunnah, about certain events that are going to happen in the future? Yes, many. So for example, the Prophet ﷺ informed us that a time will come when knowledge will disappear, ignorance will become widespread. Right? A time will come when uh, the Qur'an will be lifted up, people will open the Mus'haf and there will be no Qur'an. When La ilaha illallah will not be said. Allah, Allah will not be said. A time will come. Why did the Prophet ﷺ tell us about this? To warn us. Don't let this happen to you. And don't let this happen to your children. So gain knowledge. Learn the deen. Apply it and teach it to your children so that knowledge does not disappear when you are living. So a forewarning is given. Why? Why? So that people become careful. People become careful. When we're told there is adab in qabr, there is questioning in the grave. Why have we been told about that? So that we prepare for it. We avoid things that will cause punishment in the grave. So for example, when we go to the bathroom, we are careful about tahara, about cleanliness. Because if we're not, that could be a cause of punishment in the grave. Right? So a forewarning is given not to imply that, oh, you're bound to do this, you're destined to do this, you have no choice, you are evil, you are bad. No. That's not the purpose of forewarning. Forewarning, the purpose is, this is coming, make sure it's not you. You understand? This is going to happen, Make sure you're on the right side. So for example, when we're given so much detail of the jal, why? So that we recognize the jal and we stay away from him when his fitna spreads. So likewise, the Bani Israel were told, two times you're going to cause a lot of corruption in the land. And which land is this primarily? Their land. The land where they live. مَرَّتَيْنِ وَلَا تَعْلُنَّ عُلُوًّا كَبِيرًا And you're going to rise to power and you're going to become extremely arrogant. 
فَإِذَا جَاءَ Then when it came, وَعْدُ Promise أُولَاهُمَا First of them two. Which shows that the first promise, meaning the first time that the Bani Israel spread extreme corruption, this happened before the Prophet ﷺ came. Because notice, جَاءَ وَعْدُ أُولَاهُمَا This is all in past tense. So فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ أُولَاهُمَا The first time that you reach the peak of corruption, بَعَثْنَا عَلَيْكُمْ We sent against you. We raised against you. عِبَادَ لَنَا Servants of ours. When In the Qur'an when Allah says, عِبَادِي That's referring to believing servants, righteous servants. But when it is mentioned in this way, عِبَادَ لَنَا Then what does it mean? People. Not necessarily believers. عِبَادَ لَنَا Because everyone is a servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether they believe or not, whether they are righteous or not. So, the first time that they caused great corruption, Allah sent against them ibadah lana, certain servants, uli ba'sin shadidin. And these people, what were they like? Uli, possessors of ba'sin, military might. What kind of military might? Shadidin, severe, meaning extremely violent and merciless people. Those who, when they fought against the Yahud, when they fought against the Bani Israel, when they attacked them, they were extremely violent and merciless. They literally killed almost all of them. They didn't care about man, woman, young, old, child, nothing. Nothing. Uli ba'sin shadidin. And so much devastation they caused to the Bani Israel that fajasu. So they probed. خِلَالَ الدِّيَارِ In the midst of the homes. Meaning, they came right inside your houses, looking for you, searching for you, inside your houses, so that they could kill you in your homes. You could not even find shelter inside your house. جَاسُ is from the root letters, جِيم وَاو سِين جَوْس And جَوْس is to explore. Meaning, when you go around, when you peer around, looking for something, seeking something. So literally, these people, they entered the homes of Bani Israel and killed them. خِلَالَ diyar diyar is a plural of دَار. وَكَانَ وَعْدًا مَفْعُولًا Allah says that this was a promise that was fulfilled. What does it mean by this? The Bani Israel were warned that you are going to cause great corruption two times. But remember that when a person spreads corruption, then what is after that? Consequence. Consequence. When a person does zulm, what follows next? Consequence. Any evil, any wrong action, what follows next? Consequence. The greater the evil, the greater the consequence. The greater the fasad, the greater the consequence. So the Bani Israel, really, they caused great mischief. And what happened? As a result, as a result, what happened? They were finished. They were destroyed. Their people were killed. Their homes were destroyed. This happened. This was already done. What happened then? ثُمَّ then رَدَدْنَا We gave back to you. From Rad Rad is to return. We gave back to you, لَكُمْ to you, الْكَرَّةَ Karra is to repeat, to return. To repeat, to return. 
So al-karata alayhim against them, against who? Meaning against your enemy. Meaning then, when your enemy did to you what they did to you, and when you turned to Allah, you sought His help, because remember they were told, Allah تَتَّخِذُوا مِن دُونِي وَكِيلًا So when they turned to Allah, relying upon Him, seeking His help, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped them. How did He help them? That He gave them a return victory over the enemy. The Bani Israel again rose to power. Yes, their people were killed. Yes, their homes were destroyed. Yes, their city was in ruins. But when they turned to Allah, Allah rose them to power. Allah rescued them. Allah helped them. وَأَمْدَدْنَاكُمْ And we reinforced you. Your resources were depleted, finished. But we reinforced you. بِأَمْوَالٍ with wealth, وَبَنِينَ and children. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أَكْثَرَ نَفِيرًا And we made you أَكْثَرَ نَفِيرًا أَكْثَرَ more نَفِير in manpower. نَفِير plural of نَفَر And basically refers to close relatives, friends of a person that will go with him even to battle. Meaning your manpower, we increased it. We made you even more numerous than you were before. And we made you even more numerous than your enemy. Your numbers increased. So you see what happened? They were given a forewarning. You're going to create a lot of fasad two times. So the first time that they did fasad, what happened? Consequence? An enemy was sent against them who destroyed them. Bani Israel realized their mistake, turned to Allah. What happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted their repentance and He helped them. He gave them back what they had lost. وَأَمْدَدْنَاكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أَكْثَرَ نَفِيرًا Now this is the first instance that is mentioned over here. What about the second time? Many scholars have said the second time also already happened. As it is mentioned in the next ayah. And other scholars they say that it is yet to happen. In ahsantum, if you do ihsan, if you do good, O Bani Israel, and this message is not just for the Bani Israel, but for all of us, that O people, if you do ihsan through your obedience to Allah, your constant turning to Allah, your worship of Allah, instead of doing fasad, you're doing islah. In ahsantum, if you do good, ahsantum li anfusikum, you're doing good to yourselves. You're not doing Allah a favor. You're not doing your family a favor. Who are you doing a favor to? Yourself. Because you are going to be the sole person who's going to benefit from your goodness. In ahsantum ahsantum li anfusikum. Wa in asatum. And if you do evil, falaha, then for it. Meaning again, for your own self. If you do evil, who's going to suffer? You will suffer. Let me give you a small example. When a person is jealous, who does he hurt first and foremost? Himself. When a person is angry, who does he harm first and foremost? Himself. Right? He's the first one to suffer. And when you do good to someone, for example, when you forgive them, who becomes happy? You become happy. Who feels lighter? You feel lighter. Who feels like they're free? You feel like you're free. Whenever you do good, you do it for yourself. And when you do bad, you make yourself suffer. وَإِنْ أَسَأْتُمْ فَلَهَا Why are the Bani Israel being told this? That when you repented to Allah and sought His help, you didn't do Allah a favor. You did a favor to who? Yourself. And when you turned away from Allah, then who did you 
cause to suffer yourself. As you saw, when you did fasad, when you ignored the commandments of Allah, then who suffered? You suffered. فَإِذَا Then when جَاءَ It came or it will come. وَعْدُ Promise الْآخِرَةِ The last one, the second one. الْآخِرَةِ over here does not mean the hereafter. الْآخِرَةِ as in the literal sense. The last of the two. Meaning the second time that you caused great corruption or the second time that you will cause great corruption. What will happen? Similar as happened before. When you caused great fasad, an enemy was sent against you to destroy you. And again, if you do fasad, then what's going to happen? An enemy is going to be sent against you. And this enemy, what is it going to do to you? لِيَسُوءُ وُجُوهَكُمْ They will sadden your faces. يَسُوءُ From سُوء What is سُوء? Bad, evil. They're going to make your faces look bad. When a person is angry, when a person, he suffers from defeat, he suffers a great loss, where is that evident? On the face. لِيَسُوءُ وُجُوهَكُمْ This enemy that is going to be sent against you is going to sadden your face. وَلِيَدُخُلُ الْمَسْجِدِ And they will enter the masjid. Which masjid? Masjid al-Aqsa. Jerusalem, the holiest land to them. لِيَدْخُلُوا الْمَسْجِدِ كَمَا دَخَلُوهُ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ Just as they entered it the first time. وَلِيُتَبِّرُوا And so that they will completely destroy. مَا عَلَوْ That which they take over. Rise over. عُلُوْ Again is the same root. عَلَوْ Meaning take over. تَتْبِيرًا A total destruction. تَتْبِير يُتَبِّرُوا is from the root letters. تَبَارَ Tibr is also used for small pieces of gold. Small pieces of gold. You know when something big is crumbled to bits, crumbled to pieces? So, tatbir, they will completely destroy everything, including the temple, including your masjid. لِيُتَبِّرُوا مَا عَلَوْ Now, what is this referring to? This first time that the Bani Israel caused great corruption, and then an enemy was sent against them. And the second time they caused great corruption, and an enemy was sent against them, or will be sent against them. What's going on over here? We learn that Jerusalem is one of the oldest, oldest cities. And it has been attacked many, many times. It has been laid siege to many, many times. It has been captured and recaptured numerous times. It has a very, sadly, violent history, despite the fact that it is a land that is Mubarak, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose as a land of His prophets. The Bani Israel, we learn from their history that when they were sent messenger after messenger, scripture after scripture, what was their attitude in general? What was their attitude? Was it of acceptance? Of submission? No, of rejection. To the point that they even killed their prophets. They persisted on sin. Instead of changing themselves, they changed the book of Allah. Right? And along with that, amongst themselves, they were terribly divided. There was always some sort of civil war going on. Internal battles. Many internal battles. So, because of this reason, when they reach the height of fasad, and remember, the fasad of a religious people is what? Their disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when they will disobey Allah, then they will create a lot of fasad. As we can see that when a Muslim, when he disobeys Allah, like for example, he lies, 
he cheats, he breaks his promise, then what happens? What happens? Is he just portraying a bad image of himself? No, he's portraying a bad image of Islam, all the Muslims. Alright? So fasad over here is not just ordinary corruption, but it's the corruption of religious people. And what kind of corruption is that? Disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent against them enemy after enemy. Why? Because this is the sunnah of Allah. That when a person does wrong, Allah gives him time. But when he does not change, then eventually the person will suffer the consequences. You remember the story of Talut and Jalut in Surah Al-Baqarah? Yeah? At the end of the second juz? That how the Bani Israel, they came to their Prophet and they said, وَقَدْ أُخْرِجْنَا مِن دِيَارِنَا وَأَبْنَائِنَا We have been expelled from our homes and our children have been taken away from us. So they asked their Prophet that please appoint a king for us under whose leadership we will fight. Who? Jalut. Alright? So it shows that even at that time they were suffering a lot. They were expelled from their lands, their properties taken away. And when they fought Jalut, they did sabr, they turned to Allah. Remember that long journey? The few people that remained who took only a handful of water from the river, they passed the test. They fought alongside Talut against Jalut. Dawood killed who? Jalut and Dawood then became the king. Sulaiman after Dawood became the king. Sulaiman built the masjid. Now much after Sulaiman the Bani Israel should have been on guidance, learning from their history. But they deviated. And when they deviated, what happened? The Babylonians took over them. And the Temple Mount, which is the most holiest Jewish site, was taken over by the Babylonians. And basically they built their own temples over the Temple Mount. They placed idols. Imagine, the holiest site. They placed their own idols over them and they sacrificed pigs for their idols. Imagine the pain that the Yehud must be feeling. It is said, it is reported that Prophet Jeremiah, he advised them, admonished them, told them to repent, change their ways. But instead of changing their ways, the Jews, they revolted against the Babylonians. And in the year 586 B.C., 586 B.C., the Babylonian king, Bukhta Nassar, he attacked Jerusalem. And according to the stories in the Old Testament, Bukhta Nassar, he ravaged the town, killed and enslaved the people, and he destroyed the temple. Majority of the people were killed. So they did fasad, and what happened? Ba'athna alayhim ibadallana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent against them a people who completely destroyed them. But we see that the Prophet Jeremiah, when he would admonish the people, advise them, he would tell them to repent to Allah, change their ways. And he warned them that if you don't change your ways, your enemy is coming. So for example, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, 49 to 68, it is said that the Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, from the end of the earth, swooping down like the eagle, a nation whose language you do not understand, a hard-faced nation who shall not respect the old or show mercy to the young. It says, they shall besiege you in all your towns until your high and fortified walls in which you trusted come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you in all your towns throughout all your land, which the Lord your God has given you. And you shall eat the fruit of your womb, meaning you'll be so desperate that you'll be eating your own people. So desperate that you'll have no food. 
You'll be eating your own sons and your daughters whom your Lord has given you. Given the siege and the distress with which your enemies shall distress you. At another part it says that I will scatter you among the nations and I will unsheathe the sword after you and your land shall be a desolation and your cities shall be a waste. So Prophet Jeremiah warned them. But they didn't pay heed to his warnings and instead they revolted. And what happened? This Babylonian king, he devastated their nation, their lands. Now much, much later, fast forward to the time of Isa a.s. What happened at the time of Isa a.s.? The Yahud, did they believe in him? No, instead, they plotted with the Romans in order to kill Isa a.s. Remember? They should have been siding with who? Isa a.s., Prophet of Allah. Zakariya a.s., Yahya a.s. But they killed Zakariya a.s. They killed Yahya a.s. And they were you know, on their way to kill Isa a.s. also. So what happened? 66 years after Isa a.s., when the Romans ruled Jerusalem basically, what happened that the Yahud, again, so much strife within themselves, so many fights within themselves, the Romans now attacked the Jews. And the temple was destroyed again. Jerusalem was sacked, and it is said that almost a million people were killed. 97,000 people were captured and enslaved. Just imagine. Hundreds and thousands of people killed. Entire town wiped out. The masjid is destroyed. Masjid is destroyed. You see, when a people turn to Allah and seek His help, they have Allah's protection. They have Allah's support. And when a people turn away from Allah, then what happens? The nations will come and attack them. Just like the Prophet ﷺ warned, that a time will come when nations will call each other to attack you. Just like people call each other to come for some food. Just imagine, this is now the state of the Muslims, and this was the state of the Yahud. But this was not the end. When they turned back to Allah, what happened? ثُمَّ رَدَدْنَا لَكُمُ الْكَرَّةَ عَلَيْهِمْ وَأَمْدَدْنَاكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أَكْثَرَ نَفِيرًا If you do good, you do good to yourself. And if you do evil, you turn away from Allah. You harm none but yourself. I was just thinking, if you look at Jewish history and when you're studying and you ask them, you know, why did all these things happen? Why did all these events take place? They're like, we don't know. We have nothing. Like, we have no history of why this happened. So in the Quran, Allah is telling us why it happened is because they reached the height of their disobedience. In fact, they know why it happened. If you really dig into their articles and the books that are written on the subject, they will confess that we did wrong. This is why they go to the wailing wall and they cry. This is why they fast you know, so many days of the year in repentance, in regret. Because they realize they did wrong. Even till today, they understand, but they will not talk about it. They will not talk about it openly. Because confessing your sins, admitting that you were wrong, and this was God's punishment on us, is very, very difficult. Just like us Muslims today, we will never admit that we are not following the Qur'an and Sunnah. In fact, any wrong action that we're doing, what will we say? This is from the Qur'an, this is from the Sunnah. Even if it's not written in the Qur'an and Sunnah, we will attribute it to the Qur'an and Sunnah, just to prove that we are right. In reality, we are following our desires under the label of religion. 
So I was just thinking in the previous ayahs, Allah tells us there's still wait, time to fix yourself. You know, make Allah a wakil, be grateful, repent and reform. So these four character things are just constantly mentioned in the previous ayahs. Exactly. Asa rabbukum ayyarhamakum. Perhaps your Lord will show mercy to you. Asa rabbukum ayyarhamakum. And if you look at the state of Muslims today, what is it? This state of total devastation. That no matter where we are on this planet, it's Muslim blood that doesn't have much value. We do fasad in the name of religion. And this is why people hate our religion. This is why people hate all of us. Right? The more fasad we do, the more serious consequences there will be. And this is something that we need to realize. What is fasad? Corruption. What is fasad? That there is no peace. I mean, it's amazing how people who have had criminal records, all of a sudden, they become radicalized, and in the name of religion, what will they do? Do fasad. Isn't it? One person, he does fasad, and then what happens? So many Muslims have to suffer. Right? So fasad, remember, Allah does not like mufsideen. If you do good in the place you're in, to the people whom you're living with, you do good to your own self. And if you do wrong, you're going to harm yourself. In ahsantum, ahsantum li anfusikum. And think about it. If you've come to a country, a land, you're taking their money in the name of welfare. And yet you criticize them all the time and you say, kuffar, 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 jahannami, jahannami, jahannami. This is Darul Kufr. Okay, fine. But does it make sense that on the one hand, we are begging them for money, and on the other hand, we are raising weapons against them? Does it make sense? What did we learn earlier? Shukr, gratitude. The Prophet ﷺ was honest. He was truthful. He appreciated others. Even if they were non-Muslim, if they did a favor to you, you acknowledge that favor. You don't cheat them in return. So this is something that we really need to think about. As Muslims, what are we doing? Because remember, when we do fasad, there will be consequences. Serious consequences. Learn from the history of the Yehud, the chosen people, who were given the scripture, who were given forewarnings. But what happened? Instead of changing their ways, They just became arrogant. And this is exactly what we have done. Instead of improving ourselves as individuals, as families, as communities, instead of contributing to the places that we're living in, what are we doing? Fasad. We think just because we're Muslim, we have the license to commit any crime, and we have the right to do anything. Just because we're Muslim. But realize that when you're a Muslim, then you believe in Allah. Allah is your Lord. And Allah is very, very just. He does not like fasad. Wallahu la yuhibbul fasad. And even if a person is committing fasad in the name of Islam, in the name of religion, what will happen? Consequences will come. Just as they came upon the Bani Israel. Asa rabbukum ayyarhamakum. Perhaps your Lord will show mercy to you. Wa in uttum. And if you return, return to what? The ways of fasad. Uduna, we will also return. Meaning, if you repeat your fasad, we will also repeat consequences for you. Because earlier it was mentioned that you will do fasad two times, right? But here it is clarified that this is not just limited to two times. 
If you do fasad five times, people will be sent against you five times. If you do fasad ten times, people will be sent against you ten times. Don't think that just because two promises have been fulfilled, now you can do whatever you want. No. إِنْ عُدْتُمْ عُدُنَا وَجَعَلْنَا جَهَنَّمَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ حَصِيرًا And we have made hellfire for the disbelievers as a prison. حصير is a place in which a person is trapped. He's confined. He cannot get out of there. إِنَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ Indeed this Qur'an يَهْدِي It guides لِلَّتِي هِيَ أَقْوَمْ To the way which is most correct, most suitable, أَقْوَمْ From قَائِمْ قَافْ وَعْمِيمْ قَامَ يَقُومُ to stand. So أَقْوَمْ That which stands in the most perfect way, most suitable, most appropriate. So this Qur'an in reality, it guides us to the best ways in all aspects of our lives. Socially, politically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, financially, in every way, the Quran guides us to the way that is most appropriate, most correct. لِلَّتِيهِيَ أَقْوَمْ وَيُبَشِّرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And it gives good news to those who believe. Who are believers? Those who just say, Yeah, I'm a Muslim and I can do all the facade in the world. الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who do good works. Salih. What is salih? That which is right, proper, correct. What is right? What is proper? That lie to the people and take their money? Is that salih? What is proper? That those who are feeding you, you shoot them? What is proper? What is proper? The way of the Prophet ﷺ. Salihat. الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ الصَّالِحَاتِ It gives good news to those who do good. Who don't just talk big, but they do good. أَنَّ لَهُمْ أَجْرًا كَبِيرًا That for them is a great reward. Great reward is for who? Those who do good. Not just those who talk big. وَأَنَّ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ And that indeed the people who do not believe in the hereafter. أَعْتَدْنَا لَهُمْ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا We have prepared for them a painful punishment. So what's the lesson in all of these ayat for us? That the Qur'an is a guide. Just as the Torah was sent as a guide. In the scripture are four warnings. In the scripture is guidance. The one who follows the scripture is the one who will remain guided. And the one who leaves the scripture, the one who deviates from it, then he will do fasad. And when he will do fasad, what will happen? He will neither be successful in this life, nor will he be successful in the akhirah. Let's listen to the recitation. Thank you.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.